Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back or welcome to Behind the Girl Boss. I'm your host Amanda and if you didn't know anything about me already, my name is Amanda. I'm a 22-year-old content creator from Montreal, Canada. I currently go to school full-time at Concordia University studying communication studies. I also do YouTube, Instagram, this podcast. I have two small businesses and I also do freelance video and podcast editing on the side. That's a little bit about me. Now this podcast Behind the Girl Boss is exactly what it sounds like. We are talking to powerful, beautiful, amazing women, all about their journeys, how they got to where they are today, their goals for their life, and all those fun things. And it's really been such a pleasure and like crazy to me about how many inspiring women I was able to speak to so far on the podcast with it being just a few years old. I think it's been such a ride, such a journey, and I've loved every second of it. And seeing like the podcast growing every single day is just, it's so... It's so nice to see and it's so nice to see like that little vision that I had for this podcast growing into something that I never thought it would be growing into and it's just like it's so much fun and I appreciate every single person listening to this. So before we kind of get into the journal prompt of the day, today, March 8th, when this episode is going live, it is International Women's Day. This podcast is heavily, heavily, heavily about women and empowerment and how powerful we are as women. I've been highlighting so many journeys that women have been on and I've been highlighting so many businesses that women have and how many, like so many women entrepreneurs. And honestly, this podcast would literally be nothing without the women that are on the show and without the women that want to talk to me and without the women in business and without the women in social media and without the women that are pursuing their dreams. Like this podcast would literally not exist. So while you're listening to this, I want you to message one, two, three, how many, it doesn't really matter. Message women that are in your lives that you appreciate and that you think are doing a great job, whether it be towards their careers, towards their school, towards their family. I just want you to message people and tell them how appreciated they are and what you think of them and how how much you appreciate them. Like I want you to go right now and message those people. I will be doing the same. I will be highlighting people on my Instagram. I Today is a day to celebrate us, to celebrate women and to celebrate women empowerment and how powerful we are. So Going off that, our journal prompt today is to write about a woman who inspires you on the daily. Whether it be your mom, a celebrity, a social media creator, anyone, write about someone that inspires you on the daily because you deserve to write about them. You deserve to show women that you freaking care about them and that you appreciate them and appreciate their work and everything. Like, go do it right now. Take out a pen, write down that person's name and write about them later because I think that would be just a really good way to celebrate International Women's Day. So for this podcast episode, I have another amazing creator on the podcast and her name is Renata Degrella. So Renata is a TikTok creator. She does TikToks all things fashion, career, and lifestyle in New York City. She's also a production assistant at Coach and I initially found her through her TikToks at the beginning of quarantine because I was obsessed with her aesthetic and I've been literally following ever since. I think I followed her when she had like 5k and now she's at 100k on TikTok which is So cool to see her growth and so cool to see her journey. And we talked all things college, all things living in New York City, beautiful New York, and all things working in fashion and about her TikTok. So if you're either interested in TikTok creating, fashion, living in New York City, this podcast is for you. And I really do hope you guys stick around, listen to the episode, and it was a really fun one. And I'm really excited about 
this episode and I really enjoyed my chat with Renata and I know you guys will too. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to Behind the Girl Boss. Today we have yet another guest and we have Renata with us. So hi. Hi everyone. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Renata DeGrella. I'm 24 years old and I live in New York City. I work at Coach as a production assistant in their marketing operations department and I also share my life on TikTok as a TikTok blogger. Awesome. Well, before we kind of jump into the interview part, I like to do a little hot seat segment to kind of just like break the ice and everything. So um, what is your go-to meal? Ooh, cheese fries. Really bad. But <laughs> like I'll literally like microwave or put in the oven like fries and just like melt cheese on top. And I it's mean, so gross. I feel like it sounds good though. Like I love cheese. So I feel like cheese just goes with anything. Yeah. It's not the healthiest, but it's, like, it's been my life. Like, that's what I, like, do when I, like, have – I don't want to cook and I just want to, like, eat something. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, The next one is, who is your favorite singer? Probably Drake. I've seen him twice. Um, I just love his music. He's good. And the last one is, what is a TV show you can watch over and over and never get tired of? 100% Sex in the City. Like, I think I've seen it, like, a million times, movies included. I used to consider myself a Carrie, and I would say maybe in dating I was, but <laughs> she's so toxic. I take that back. I've actually never watched it, and I feel like I should because everyone always talks about it, but, like, I literally have no idea anything that happens in there. You 100% should watch it, especially if you love New York City and you're single and thinking about, like, you're going to, I mean, people live that life. Like, it's just, like, really (laughs) a really good show. It's educational. I'll definitely watch it. Um, So we're going to start off with talking about your college experience. So where did you go to school and what was your major? So I went to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, Go Heels. And I majored in public relations in the school of media and journalism and political science in the College of Arts and Sciences. Originally, I went to college pre-med. I was undecided, but like pretty much taking the bio requirements Mm -hmm. and my sophomore year of college I just was like nope no thank you after (laughs) taking organic chemistry and analytical chemistry and was like not gonna be a doctor it's okay you know I probably feel the same I have not done like science or math since high school and um, I don't think I would be able to go further with that yeah no it was funny actually yesterday I'm thinking about maybe like going doing like an MBA program or something and I sat down and did some practice GRE questions and I couldn't remember how to like divide a fraction or like what the Pythagorean theorem was. Like I literally have no concept of how to do math anymore. Honestly, Sam, I use a cal- calculator for like everything and it's kind of sad, but it works. So yeah. Um, so what got you interested in the major of like public relations? So um, basically I didn't really know a ton about like fashion and that kind of stuff and like how you could actually make a career out of being in fashion other than being like a designer. Um mm-hmm. I'm first generation. Like I feel like navigating what you want to do when you're first generation is very hard because you don't know that many people who are in like your typical like office-y kind of jobs. Most of the people that I was surrounded with and were raised with and the families that live next to us were all like blue collar workers who were like construction and worked in factories and things like that. So it was like kind of hard to navigate exactly what is out there. So I was very confused. You pretty much have like the option doctor, lawyer, maybe finance thrown at you by your parents. So I had originally picked doctor, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I went to 
UNC, I went to a few talks and um, internship fairs at the School of Journalism, and I met some girls who interned in fashion PR. And it's kind of funny because they play like both of those girls played a super huge role in how I ended up where I am today. Um, but I spoke to both of these girls and they told me about their experience and how there's this entire part, like what public relations is mm -hmm. and how it fits into fashion. And I was just completely obsessed. They were like telling me how they basically help connect brands with the press and they get to work with influencers at the like and celebrities and like all that kind of stuff. And it, they help run fashion week and it just sounded so cool. And at the time I was um, obviously very confused, but if I wanted to do medicine or not. So after speaking with them and like kind of really being inspired by that, I'm like, this is exactly what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it well and I'm going to make it happen. So yeah, that's kind of how I stumbled upon public relations. I'm sure that they're like, I didn't do a ton of digging into the other sides of fashion mm -hmm. they do. I kind of had like a one track mind. I was like, okay, this is my way out of doing medicine. So yeah, that was kind of how I found PR. And yeah. I had my poli-sci major in there just in case I decided to go to law school <laughs> as a backup. Yeah, no, I totally feel what you mean about like having those like law or doctor and everything because even like in school, they kind of like don't mention many things about like public relations or like even like social media now is such like a bit like social media marketing stuff is such a big field for people to work in. And I feel like in school, they just kind of tell you like the main ones. They never really open mm -hmm. up like that whole other world to you. So that's a really cool story. Yeah. Which is why like college is so important. And I think my biggest tip to college students is to literally go to everything. Like mm -hmm. I used to also, my work study job was also being like part of like the um, like communications, like event planning, part of like our Asia center. So like we dealt with a lot of like study abroad, like China and things like that and like Asian related um, programs. And you'd be shocked, like shocked that, um, so many of these like talks with like literally industry professionals you know like people that are the head of their field and like could like take you places like would be like almost empty mm -hmm. and I think a lot of college students like don't take advantage of the resources that are there and like really explore so that's always like my biggest my biggest tip for like trying to figure out what you want to do and like getting ahead in your career is to like be a learner and like go out there and like be proactive and seek out the resources that are really really there especially in college so do you believe like internships are essential in your field a hundred percent and it's super definitely I went to college outside of New York City so mm -hmm. I could not intern at these major brands that people like at FIT and whatever can like intern in during the year. I did have to create my own like experiences with fashion. Like I joined my school fashion magazine. I helped a fashion startup launch on campus. I helped local boutiques. I would have done this, but I didn't get a chance to. I would have shadowed like our local boutiques, like buying mm -hmm. department. So there's always resources like that are there so you can have that quote-unquote internship experience because at the internship level especially like your first internship all they really want to see is that like you're interested and are capable of doing like basic organizational things awesome so you said like you work in fashion at coach right now so what does fashion mean to you Ooh, um I would say fashion is just expressing yourself, honestly. I'm also very much like the type of person who doesn't totally go along with trends. Mm -hmm. Like I am really a firm believer in finding a style that's you, like your uniform. Like if you were a cartoon character, what would you wear? Um, and that like doesn't kind of change. So like I think fashion's really like finding 
the best way to express yourself to the world in the truest way. I love that. So what's a typical day look like working in fashion? So in my specific role, um, I do do a lot of sample management. So that's also pretty typical of a lot of entry-level fashion PR jobs as well. When I was at an agency and when I interned, um, it's a lot of keeping track of samples, which is essentially like in PR, it's really making sure that products that magazines and media companies need are sent out to those media companies and making sure that the ones they need to return come back and keeping track of all those things, as well as like making sure it's available for like celebrities, influencers, like doing influencer giftings and mailings and stuff like that. Um, all those PR packages you see influencers posting, there's a PR person, mm-hmm. an entry level person like me packing that up, writing a cute little note, pick like literally doing research on Instagram and all these like influencer sites, building media lists of these people to then gift them, which is why whenever I receive PR, like I am obviously super, super grateful. And I know how much work goes into it because I literally, I've researched hundreds of influencers and made decks and wrapped them myself and tied them with a bow. So it's, people don't think that it's like this, like massive billion dollar industry that so much work goes into yeah and it really is it's always so busy in my current role with samples I usually I'm like gathering them for individual shoots so we have monthly drops like our like January drop or February drop so I help like plan and execute those kind of um photo shoots so I have to gather product for that I have to help with like scheduling any like car services or anything that if we have any special talent I help with like style outs before like when the stylist would come in and like go through looks and pick what they want the models to wear like I would help take pictures and put them into decks and do recaps of all our photo shoots and stuff like that that's so cool so this is actually going to my next question so I see you going on shoots a lot for your company on TikTok and everything so what is like the actual shoots usually look like and like what do you do when you're there so the shoots it depends on the size like I've haven't been on a shoot in a while probably since the summer just because um COVID and everything there's Mm -hmm. a lot stricter like guidelines on numbers of people who can be on set um for the most part I usually just like let the um like digital tech who helps the um photographer like upload all the high-res images or whatever usually like help them like number the images and make sure they go into the right folder by saying like the shot number I help like give out hand sanitizer and masks like I'm very much at the assistant level so when I'm on set I don't do a ton of actually like like project management stuff I usually am just like helping out wherever needed like if they're like oh like we need like three more like I don't know seamlesses or something like that like can you run to the store and get one like that kind of thing or like giving people extra masks and like carrying around like was it like a first aid kit and stuff like that um I'm usually just like shadowing my boss and trying to learn what she does at this level awesome so what would you say is the best part about working in fashion I would say the best part is just like being surrounded by so much creativity Mm -hmm. just the things that people are able to get done and the work that they do is just so inspiring to me especially now that I'm on the creative side as opposed to the PR side so just like looking at these like massive campaigns that I've literally seen unfold like before my eyes like kind of crazy like and being able to work with like celebrities like JLo and MBJ and like seeing them in action is just very very cool um haven't seen like haven't been able to be on a big shoot like that Mm -hmm. in over a year but it was very cool to be able to see that kind of thing 
Yeah, I can imagine. I think it'd be so cool to just like, yeah, see celebrities and work with them because it's not like every day that you get to do that. Yeah, obviously, like I'm not working with them. Like, like I'm just very much at the bottom, just observing. <laughs> but like, um, very cool to just like be a part of the process. For sure. So on the flip side, what would you say is your least favorite part about working in fashion? Ooh, um, I would say the industry is like very underpaid in my opinion. So that'd probably be the worst part, especially at the beginning. It's very, very tough. I had to work two jobs when I first got here and it was like literally mm-hmm. so like exhausting. And for some people, it's very much worth it. And for some others, I would be like, no, like honestly, sometimes it's better to be able to like live comfortably and afford like a reasonable life and maybe be a consumer of fashion than like literally like slaving away. The it, yeah, I would say the worst part is definitely like the entry level salaries for most things. I'm really happy now that I am comfortable enough to only work one job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it's really tough for a lot of people. Like most people start a minimum wage. It's really tough, and like not everyone can do that. It's literally creates a entire ecosystem where basically those with pre existing privileges can thrive, and those who don't have yeah. that have to really 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 work the extra mile yeah and I can't even imagine like New York um so I'm planning on doing an internship there and I was just looking at rent prices and like I feel like the amount that people get paid versus what the price of rent there is absolutely crazy like I was even comparing it to where I live um rent here is like a thousand to a thousand two hundred and everything I was seeing there was like at least three thousand so it's just like wild to me yeah, there's definitely a lot of good deals now with COVID. Mm-hmm. And if you have roommates, like it's very like you could probably find something for like a thousand, two thousand, obviously super small. But the like when it comes to fashion, like they definitely don't pay adjusted to the cost of living for the most part. Um, like other industries like pay so much more. And people yeah. like can move here post grad, like literally no problem. Um yeah. but fashion isn't one of those. It's like <laughs> one of the arts, like pretty much anything creative that's perceived as quote unquote fun. Yeah, often doesn't pay as much. Yeah, no, I I feel that. So what's your long-term goal for your career in fashion? So I definitely feel like I have so much more to learn. So like, I would love to continue to move up in the production, marketing, PR kind of realm of the industry, whether that be at Coach or or another brand. I definitely would love to stay in-house. I could also totally see myself in maybe like a media like company, like a Refinery29 or a Bustle doing fashion video content because I really found a love for editing videos um, through doing TikTok. Yeah. But ultimately, I think my final goal is to launch my own company or brand. Like I would just really, really love to be my own boss and have something Mm -hmm. that I created out there like helping people and like inspiring people. I don't know exactly what that would look like, but that's kind of where I want to end up. So right now my strategy for getting there is just learning as much as I can from being in the roles that I'm in right now. For sure. So you would want to create like your own fashion line? Like, is it clothing that you want to do? I'm not sure if it would be clothing. I think I would lean probably more beauty, Okay. but I'm really open to anything. I just feel like I don't really know the landscape very Mm -hmm. well yet. So I like, I just have kind of like got my toes wet into being in like a very corporate environment for like a very established brand, whatever. So I kind of want to explore for sure, like the different parts of the industry and like kind of learn a little bit about like maybe accessories or like more like lifestyle kind of like brands and everything like that, like health and wellness. Um, So I'm not totally sure exactly what. I know that I want to do something 
Awesome. That's exciting. Who are some of your fashion inspirations at the moment? Like style-wise or like career-wise? Um, I guess style-wise. Ooh, um, style-wise, I would probably say like Summer Rachel Warren. She's on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love her style. I think it's so like, it's like kind of minimalist, but also like kind of daring at the same time. Plus I just love the, like her feed and like how creative she is with her photography and everything. So I would definitely say she's my biggest style inspiration at the moment. As far as like career-wise, I feel like I've just been like in awe of Whitney Wolf recently, mm-hmm. <laughs> all week yes. after the Bumble IPO. So I mean, like she's been my inspiration of the month. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. So obviously, like we were speaking about, you live in New York City right now. Why did you initially choose to move to New York City? Um, what about it like drew you there? So I was born and raised in New York. I was born in Queens, raised on Long Island. My family lives in Queens still, like grew up just being in, around, all about the city. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to school in North Carolina because I knew that I needed to leave New York, but I always knew I was going to come back because this is my home. I do not want to live super far away from my family. They live literally 45 to an hour away from me. So New York was really it. Plus I wanted to work in fashion, which is like, this is the fashion capital of the world. So this definitely were where I was going to end up. And my fiance works in finance and investment banking and also the investment banking yeah. capital of the world. So New York is just like really where our futures and our careers are and our family. So awesome. I love that. So what's something you wish you knew before moving to like the city? What I wish I knew before moving to the city, I would say just like, I mean, obviously cost of living super high. Like that's just like a kind of a given though. I feel like you kind of expect that. Just how like really dirty it is, honestly. Yeah. Um, like you really like our first apartment was so small and like it had like when we first moved in, I saw my first mouse for the first time. And I like literally like freaked out and like we plugged all of the walls with like steel wool and it never happened again. But still like that, like it's very common. Like, you see rats in the streets. Like, you just, like, it's just so dirty. Yeah, no, like, when I was visiting last time, like, I knew everyone, like, always said New York was dirty, but I never actually saw it firsthand until the last time I came. And I saw, like, three rats in the street, and I was like, yeah, okay, maybe it is as dirty as everyone says it is. Yeah, see, like, I didn't notice how dirty it was when I was younger, Mm -hmm. but when I was in college, I studied abroad, like, three times and, like, went all over the world and just, like coming back after like seeing like London and Shanghai and like Japan oh my god like New York's like a dump (laughs) like (laughs) have we not figured this out that's so yeah I don't know like I feel like even like Times Square area I feel like is the dirtiest one and I guess it's just because it's a big like tourist area but it sounds the worst it's it's just terrible yeah like I don't know I feel like maybe like you said when you were younger and like when I was younger when I would visit like I wouldn't really recognize those things but going back like being older like it's something that I really spotted yeah for sure um so how did you prepare for the move to the city like we were talking about how like rent is expensive and stuff did you like have a plan when you were moving there basically what had happened was was that me and my fiance knew that we were going to move to the city together and like have an apartment together so he had originally worked in Atlanta for six months after his graduation he's a year older than me but his ultimate goal was New York as well because that's where the like he just saw himself Mm -hmm. and he got a job I think it was like January of my senior year so he had to move up immediately so he moved up honestly like really grateful covered the initial cost of the move like all the upfront payments with his um, relocation bonus 
So um, that's a fun thing finance people get. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Fashion people don't always, I like, they don't always get that, but like um, finance people definitely do. And he was able to cover the upfront costs with that kind of stuff, um, which is really great. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful for him and that I had like that kind of comfort moving here. Um, many people don't have that privilege and I, it would be super hard to not. Um, mm-hmm. But I did do a lot of saving in the six months, like after he like had gotten our initial apartment just to save up for rent and like my student yeah. loans. And I moved in May and I started working pretty much immediately. I was a post-grad intern at this agency named LaForce and I started earning an income literally a week after I moved to New York and never stopped working after that. Like right after my internship, I ended up taking on two jobs because like that's when my student loans picked up Mm -hmm. and everything. So it was just a lot of really hard work. Um, I don't have a, I didn't have a ton of extra savings. So like, that's why I had to work a ton. Yeah. So moving on to like your TikTok, that's where I initially found you from. I'm like 99% sure is from like your series called A New York Minute. Um, Mm -hmm. So what made you want to start posting on TikTok? So I like did some like funny videos, like at like the beginning of quarantine, like in March, whatever. And like, it was really fun. Like I was just like experimenting with the app or whatever. And when I started going back to work, in July, I was like, you know what? I'm bored alone all day. All my friends have pretty much left New York except for like my fiance and his best friend who like lives in our building or whatever. <laughs> um, he did. We moved. Um, so I'm just going to start like vlogging my days and talking to myself to like romanticize my own life. <laughs> and I was really inspired by like Vienna Sykes guy. Like, yeah, Vienna um, Sky, yeah. She, used, she used to do like a ton of um, vlogs like pre-COVID. Um, like day in my life, whatever is like a Fordham slash YouTube, whatever, you know? And I was like, I could do that. So I just started doing it like, and one day, honestly, it was like the worst ever too. Um, I almost didn't post the vlog because I was like, this was just like the shittiest day. Like nothing good happened. That video popped off and I gained like 20K, I think overnight. And then I started just continuing the series. That was like day nine of my series. So I was literally like, I did nine vlogs every single day of like no one listened to me. Like literally like like no people. I know my friends could see them and were laughing. Like I did not care. I like never care what people think usually. So I just kept going and getting better and better at it. Now I'm at like 120-ish, I think. That's awesome. So to get to 100K, was that like more of a gradual growth or did you have like TikToks that popped off and like you kept getting like like a big amount of followers at a time it was definitely more gradual it was actually really really slow I would say compared to a lot of other people um who have seen kind of pop off on the Mm -hmm. New York TikTok kind of world um my first initial growth was like definitely really quickly it was like 20 30k right off the bat but then from that point it took it took till like November and I started in July so it took a few months for sure and a lot of hard work and there were a lot of lulls Mm -hmm. because like TikTok always doesn't send your content to people even now like there's some videos like I had an entire week last week where like none of my videos reached my followers so they're obviously I wasn't growing because like it's not reaching anyone else so it's like Mm -hmm. definitely like you have to strategize you have to like really think about the content you post and really put the best content forward out there yeah no for sure so when you first started posting did you think you'd gain this following no I did not I think I just started posting as kind of almost like like kind of like a joke a diary like (laughs) 
a way to like keep myself busy kind of thing. And honestly, a little bit of a portfolio booster when it came to jobs and stuff to show that I can like do some editing and like video skills and things like that. Like I was really thinking about like becoming like a content creator, but I'm really happy that it kind of happened because it showed me like what I can be capable of. And also that I found this like interest that I didn't know that I really had. So what are your favorite videos to record? I just truly enjoy my daily vlogs. I think they're really fun. And my little compilation videos, I feel like it's like a good little highlight reel of Mm -hmm. my life. So how do you edit your videos? Do you edit them directly on the app or do you edit them somewhere else and like export them? And how do you do like your intros? Because I think like those were, that's like what caught my eye at the beginning because it's always at the beginning of the videos. Mm -hmm. And it was very aesthetic and everything. So I was like, oh, I need to watch this. And then that's how, yeah. (laughs) So I edit my videos in Adobe Premiere. Um, That's kind of just what I've been used to using. Like when Mm -hmm. I was in the journalism school, we were trained pretty much in the entire Adobe suite. So Premiere is how I just edit it. I use it on my phone too. So it's not even like the full version. And I do the text with stickers. It takes a little bit longer. I'm sure there's literally a filter now that does it for you. But I still do the old way because Mm -hmm. I like the um, letters better. But you just go to stickers and you type in the letter and the single letter pops up with flashing like text script or whatever. Yeah. And then I have to set the duration for each letter. Wow. <laughs> so it does take a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Cause like whenever a video starts, like, cause yours, like I know there are some people that like do similar like intro text now, but like yeah. I feel like yours is still like different enough that like I can, without even looking at the name, I can differentiate like that it's you so I think you should continue doing that because yeah a lot of people have started doing that type of like intro oh yeah um so (laughs) yeah I've seen it quite a lot now so what's your goal for TikTok and social media as a whole I know like you post a lot on Instagram now and you also started a YouTube channel so what's your goal for all that I feel like when it comes to my Instagram I would just like to kind of grow my first goal is 10k I'm a big believer in starting mini like in having mini goals Mm -hmm. as opposed to big goals because I think mini goals are easily like attainable and like it doesn't feel like it's going to be this long process you know so like I always said like little like milestones for myself so my initial goal is 10k on Instagram and to honestly just develop a better feed Um, I would say prior to like literally like a few weeks ago, I had your normal like kind of almost sorority girlish type photos like, you know, just me smiling, like just like bopping around the city. And I really want to work on making it more artistic and making it more fashion and making it just like something that's like high quality Mm -hmm. um, that people can look at and like like it shows that there's like a lot of hard work behind it so I definitely am working on my feed that's my biggest goal even more than the followers just kind of developing an artistic Mm -hmm. eye around that as for TikTok I would just love to continue to just connect with people honestly it's been more than I've ever even dreamed of even happening and I always say like even if my video gets pushed out to like literally five people and one person finds something valuable that's all I need So I just want to continue to help people and inspire people on there to like achieve their dreams and like move to New York City and feel good in their bodies and like find style inspiration and stuff like that. So 
um, that's definitely what I'm hoping to continue to do on TikTok. Um, and as far as YouTube, just kind of go further into that in longer form video. Awesome. Love that. Um, so the last part of my podcast, I asked people on Instagram to ask you questions and I got quite a few. So I picked some of my favorite ones. So the first one is how do you find balance between content creation and regular life being um, like actually working? Um, a social life and everything like that? Well, I feel like with COVID, it's definitely helped clear up a lot of my free Mm -hmm. time. I definitely am not having the social life that I had previous to COVID. So um, that's definitely cleared up a lot of time, honestly. Like instead of like going out every Friday, Saturday night, like, and then waking up hungover the next morning, like (laughs) I can get things done. Like I can go wake up early, go to that coffee shop and like take some pictures and like film and like show you guys cool spots instead of like kind of going out all the time. I also haven't been able to like go really go out to dinner a ton after work and Mm -hmm. stuff like that because of all the like outdoor dining and capacity rules and all that kind of stuff. So COVID has honestly really, really helped me and giving me free time and lack of FOMO to get yeah. like explore creative projects. Um, but when, when the world does open back up, it's definitely going to be a little bit harder to balance, of course, but also it's really easy because my content is just me living my life mm-hmm. a lot of the times. Like it's like literally a day in my life. So yeah, thank you guys for whatever I'm doing. So <laughs> yeah, they kind of like go together. Yeah. Um, so someone else would like to know what advice do you have for people nervous about entering the nine to five lifestyle? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, see, that's a tough one. Cause I feel like I still, I'm only two years post-grad and I'm still very much struggling mm-hmm. with that in that I like, especially when I first moved to New York, like I really, really hated it because it was like winter time. And like, like when I first started like my real job, whatever, yeah. like, it was starting to get cold, like the sun sits really, like you spent your entire like day in an office and you didn't see the sunlight kind of thing yeah and that's just like really depressing and I don't know I think the best tip would just be like to try to look forward to like little things Mm -hmm. like I've been really good about that recently like I could sit here and be like it's cold I like work like all day um I don't get to see any of my friends because of COVID like And I could sit here and like, kind of like moan and mope about it. But at the end of the day, like, I don't do that because that's not going to make me happy. It's not going to make anything better. Like you have to like find like joy in the little things in your day, whether it's like you made a really good iced coffee that morning or you like tried out and like you went to a bookstore after work or like you just have to find little things that like make the day a little bit more exciting. And that's kind of my advice. And also like kind of like, break the illusion that you're supposed to like be absolutely in love with like the first job you have or like whatever you do Mm -hmm. um because at the end of the day even if you love 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 your job it's still a job yeah and people fail to realize that they're like oh my god if I get my dream job it's like gonna be perfect and I'm like no like you're still still, there's still gonna be days where you're gonna absolutely hate it so like working is just tough Mm -hmm. yeah I can imagine I mean I don't have a nine to five now because I'm still in school and everything but it kind of like scares me to go into that um I guess we'll see when that happens and the last question is who are some of your favorite content creators um so yeah Summer Rachel Warren's really great Bowmanzer I think his name is on TikTok um Bowmanizer he's Canadian he does like these reality tv show um kind of spoofs and I think it's so creative like he literally produces his own show on TikTok which I think is super funny so I would say definitely them Vienna Sky Sky Psych I still can't pronounce her last name (laughs) I think it's Um, Sky yeah, she's definitely a huge inspiration. Just, I feel like she really pioneered the TikTok vlogs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and Tinks. She's really funny. Awesome. Well, that's all I have for you today. So thank you again for coming on the podcast. Do you want to end off with shouting out any of your socials so people can find you? Yeah. So on TikTok and Instagram, I'm at Rendagrella, R-E-N-D-A-G-R-E-L-L-A. And on YouTube, it's my name, Renata DeGrella. You can probably find it in the link in my bio on both Insta and TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you again. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I really, really do hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, please don't forget to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. Please share it on Instagram. Let me know you're listening. I would love to see it. And do not forget for today, for International Women's Day, to write about that woman that empowers you or inspires you or motivates you or let them know that they motivate you. Literally, we need to show girls supporting girls, women supporting women. We need to do it. We got to do it. Today is the most important day to do it, but we should also be doing it on a daily basis. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Do not forget to go follow Renata on all her social medias. And if you want to follow me, don't be shy. I would love to have you on my social medias. You can follow me on Instagram, either at Behind the Girl Boss or at It's Amanda Wan. You can also follow me on YouTube. It's Amanda Wan. I would love to see you there. I'm almost at 8K and I would love to get to 8K. My 2021 goal is 10K. So let's get there. And yeah, like I said, subscribe and follow this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. If it by chance be Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave a review. It will really help the podcast. It'll help with the podcast algorithm and like help get my show on top. I would love to have you do that. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and I will hear you next time.